Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another week of dog barking outside. My dog's not barking, though. I think he's asleep. This dog out here, you know, I'm really not trying to hate on anybody's pet. I honestly think it's a requirement to have a dog in this neighborhood because I swear everyone has one. Um, I love a bow wow, a bark in the park. But this little animal howls every night, makes all these unnecessary noises. Like, I get it, sis. You want attention. But just let's take it down a notch. But not at this time of the day. At a ripe 9.04 p.m.? Like, I don't need all of this. No, no, no. Anyways, it's been it's been a crazy week, I feel like, you know? Uh, it was my last official week of classes. And I, I kind of forget that I still have finals, which I haven't really started on. I have a whole completion report, report due Wednesday. I have not started on it. Probably should have. Um... But, you know, what, what's been going on with you? What's your seamless second? Um, well, you know, this week was just so crazy for me. I didn't do anything. I ordered... Well, you know what? Actually, I did order the refill of my prescription. God bless. And the Spotify wrapped slash Apple replay, which should be called Apple Cord. I don't know why they don't do that. Came out this week. And a lot of us were disappointed. And a lot of us were confused. I was confused, you were confused, people on TikTok were confused, because it seems as though, at least for me, I don't know about anybody else, the top tracks are all things that I was listening to at, like, the very beginning of the year. Yeah, it was the same for me, too, because when I saw my top three, I was like, excuse me? I was very embarrassed. I I do not want to share my top three. They're not bad songs, but it's like doesn't really show my true taste in music you know doesn't reflect who I truly am I think it's just bizarre like I mean I guess in a way it makes sense that the earlier songs would have more plays because they've been in the circulation for longer like I make monthly playlists but someone told me they don't account for December at all because we were having a discussion about this we were like does December just go into like the next year's like one or like Mm -hmm. what but no, like, December just doesn't count for anything. And I'm like, what? They don't care about December. You know, Taylor so said, I go back to December all the time to try to remember my songs that I listen to because Spotify and Apple Music aren't telling me. Nobody's going to have, like, Christmas tracks in their Spotify wrapped, and that is hurtful. I am really trying to find this picture that I, like, you know what? Where did it go? I just saw it. I'm about to pop off. I airdropped the screenshots of my Spotify wrap, and they're not even making on here. I'm going to have to go to my phone. Are you serious? I hate technology. Actually, that's a lie. I love it, and I appreciate it. Um, my <laughs> My top song of the year was 22 by Huxley, which I'm not surprised because I am 22. Yes, the universe is speaking to you. They said, hey, babe, we know you're a narcissist, sweetie. Um, and the next one was Mariner's Apartment Complex, which a lot of you may know from TikTok. You know, I'm the Lord, the Lighting, the Thunder, type of girl that's going to make you wonder. Kilby Girl, because, you know, she, she, something about a nose ring and she's 19 or whatever. Um, Wildflower, you're the only one that makes me ah uh, every time we ah. Uh. And Paper News by Rit Momney. I thought it was so funny how you had a five-saw song in your top 
five songs. And Me I didn't, too. And I didn't. I think mine were in the top ten, but not um, top five. And it wasn't even Wildflower. Mine was Lover of Mine, which was featured in our Thanksgiving Jam Sesh episode for 2020. I just think all of the tracks are good. My top artist is Harry, which I kind of surprised me a little bit. I mean, his top 2% of listeners. Is that even accurate? Though? Like, I, I've seen everybody be like, I'm in the top 5% of so-and-so person. And I'm like, that's a lot. Like, I've been seeing a lot of people have this. I don't know if it's... I don't... It's probably, like, my For You page because specifically geared towards me or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it is accurate, but, like, when we say top 2%, like, these people have such, like, most of them have it's, such it's large audiences. It's a bunch of people. Yeah, my top artist was Five Seconds Summer, whoop-de-doo, surprise. I You know what? I'm not going to say that as if I'm ungrateful for Five Sauce. I am very grateful because the new album was very good. Justin Bieber was part of my top artist, which I was very confused by, and then I remember that song with he made with Ariana Grande I had a weird obsession with it earlier in the year and then I sometimes I I went through a phase probably last month going through and listening to his old stuff so now Justin Bieber is in my top artist this is not what I wanted you can't help that you're an R&B lover you can't help that you love five seconds of summer my favorite R&B group Justin Bieber my favorite R&B singer like you can't help that you love that and that's okay Mm -hmm. My favorite Canadian R&B boy. You know who my favorite Canadian is? Who? Well, actually, she's not, but, like, I appreciate her. Nina Dobrev! Oh, my goodness. This this is a direct um, segue into my seamless second. So, I I have finished Jane the Virgin, which means it's time to watch another show. And I spent some time thinking, okay... What I want, I kind of want to spend some time with uh, a next show. I was gonna do the Queen's Gambit, and I was like, that's a mini series, you know. I want to spend time with something, and I was like, you know what? Taylor has been begging me to do Vampire Diaries, and I've been saying I will do Vampire Diaries, so I gave it a try. And let me tell you, it's a horrible show, but as of season um, episode seven, sorry, it's horrible. Dialogue is bad. Character, I hate so many characters. But I see the addictive factor of it. Yes. Okay. See, I'm. I've never said that that show is flawless. Oh no, it's I'm not. not. Saying you have. Yeah. But it is addicting. It is addicting. Like you just get so like sucked in. Especially season one is kind of like. But when you get like into it, especially whatever the season where like Bonnie and them go back in time. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You also, tricked. You also did kind of spoil me, I will say, because I had mentioned I knew that Damon and Elena got, uh, get together, but I didn't know they ended up together, like, in the end. And you oh. said that, and I was like, oh. So I, I didn't know. I was, I was a little confused, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, in my defense, I think we talked about the last episode of Vampire Diaries a long time have. ago. So it was, I think I said it then too. I wasn't so. like tw- I wasn't like crying about it. Don't worry. She but, what? Katie was emotional that I spoiled it for her. Yeah, I spent my whole day thinking about it. Just it was horrible. I don't want to talk about it. Um. Anyways, I just finished episode six like right before this pod. We started this podcast. 
It was probably, I would say, the most dramatic episode so far. And it's when Elena, like, confronts um, Stefan. And she's like, vampire. It's it's very much like, what are you? Say it. Vampire. Elena's voice just really sends me into orbit. Like, (laughs) I... I thought that I thought it was so entertaining, but so cringy at the same time because they're dealing with Vicky and she's like turning or whatever, transitioning. Oh, she's the worst. I hate her. And I don't get Elena. I really don't because she's like hating on Stefan for like just being a vampire, and she's like, "You couldn't stop Vicky. You couldn't stop her." She's like, "We're done." And I was like, "Wait, what? It's not his. He was. I." I can kind of see why people do not like her. Like, I feel like I'm getting sprinkles of it. Have you, okay, are you at, like, a part where Catherine is there? Yeah, they just introduced Catherine. I love, okay, Catherine, like, I love her, but I hate her at the same time. So, okay, I want to make my own predictions. I don't want to be, like, spoiled or anything. So, my prediction, so we've seen that Catherine turns Stefan. So, I saw that part. Which also, I'm very confused on the whole, like, transitioning process. Like, can you explain that a little bit? I'm, not, I'm like, confused on how they trans- transition. It's not a simple, like, bite. And... Oh, it's not. Okay, I'll give you the 411, the okay. info. So, Twilight, Stephanie Meyer, throw it in the trash. None of that matters. So, basically, what has to happen is you have to die with a vampire's blood in your system. So... Like, let's just say, oh my god, I want to be with my baby forever. Uh, they'll be like, chomp, chomp, into the wrist, drink, drink, snap a neck, wake up. And it's like, oh no, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. But if you don't feed, you, you will die. D-I-E. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, okay, I was confused why Vicky, like, why Damon basically killed Vicky. I was like, oh, she's dead? Okay. So, I okay, I get it now. So, my prediction, I feel like... Because when Elena confronted Damon about the whole vampire thing, he didn't directly say, like, Catherine turned me. I feel like Stefan turned Damon. And that's just my opinion. I'm not going to say anything. It would be... <laughs> I'm not going to comment because I don't want anything to, like, I feel whatever. like your face saying is saying, like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's no, I think happen. my face was like, what happened? Because it's been a long time since I've watched, like, the just, early seasons. I don't know if it's, like, bad writing or whatever, but, like, if it's not that, then I'm like, why didn't he just say, yeah, Catherine turned me, because... When you get to the later seasons, you're gonna die. He was just being a little suspicious. Also, there are so many similarities to Twilight. It's, like, at this point, it's, it's, it's so annoying, because I think Stefan was, like, making chicken parmesan for Elena, which was her favorite, and isn't that what they make, Bella, when, um... She comes over to the calling house for the first time. I think they just say Italian, but I mean, it could it could have been chicken parmesan. Mm, and then there was, I mean, there are just so many references. And Stefan is like such an Edward wannabe. It's so Listen, bad. We all know that I was Team Steph back in the day. And then, like, I mean, I'm not mad that she ended up with Damon, but you know. So, like, you said that your team is probably like in the minority. So. I'm guessing most people are Team Damon. I think. I would say so. It's so odd. I can't wait. That's why I can't wait to, like, get into further seasons. Because, like, right now, I'm like, who, who could ever be Team Damon? But the thing is, is, like, 
I think it's almost like a Rory Gilmore situation where it's like, I don't think Elena's good enough for either of them. Like, because Elena annoys the heck out of me. Like, every single scene, she, especially that one season where she cries all the time. Oh, my God. Like, she was like, Stephen, Jeremy, Caroline. Like, every other minute. Like, girl, get a grip. There's just, like, a lot going on. I I will say, I'm like, how can anybody be Team Damon? But he is the most interesting character, like, out of those three. Because Stefan is so boring. Elena is so annoying. Like, maybe they are perfect for each other in that sense right now. And then Damon is just kind of like, hi, guys. I'm awesome. And I can't I people. like Damon, but I don't, like, I think him and Elena are just annoying together. I mean, Elena, whatever. But, like, Stefan, here's the deal. I feel like... When he, and this isn't a spoiler because I talked about it, but when he goes through his, like, I'm out of control type of, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I was eating it up back in the day. I was like, yes. I said, yes, threaten to kill me. Yes. I just, I'm so excited to know, like, and I don't know when this is. And honestly, I don't really want to be spoiled on this because, you know, I feel like I'm going to be anticipating it. But I really want to figure out, like, how Damon and Elena, like, get together i'm excited for that it will probably be a while but who knows um anyways we should probably stop talking about vampire diaries because this will turn into the vampire vampire diaries cat uh podcast let's manifest it we should we should do like i mean i don't know when i'll finish vampire diaries but the seasons are so long (laughs) so addicting they're like 22 episodes like there's like eight seasons or something like that with like can we slow this down a little bit? Like, like, condense it to, like, 16 at least. They just, they can't help it. They can't help needing that many episodes. I don't know what it is with CW and these 22 episodes. They really need to stop this. That's what we'll do for our anniversary if um, Miss Corona is gone and everything, which... Uh, we can go to freaking Atlanta. That's where they shoot the show. And that's where, I mean, that's where they shoot a lot of shows, so we should definitely do that. We can go to the Mystic Grill. I can't wait. I'm going to manifest it. Also, we have to get to the Twilight Airbnb house, but that's all the way across the country. And she is expensive, but I mean, hey, Seeking Arrangements profile, let's go. Mm -hmm. Anyways, what are we doing this week, Taylor? This week, we are... um, sliding in the rolly chairs we are in the writer's room once again you know we said we were going to be more consistent and we did not lie we said we were going to do this every other month and we are back for some subplots last time it was planning out the season the time before that which you probably don't remember because it was literally six months ago or something like that we were talking about the characters yeah um you know Last episode, we we did focus on our main characters and basically the main plot because I think that's you you can't really start a TV series with subplots that just it's a little odd but you know to each their own I guess but now like we have so many characters without really they don't really have any set storylines and we need to do them justice because these are very interesting characters and also we gave our characters last names. Yes, we did. Yes, we All of did. them except for a few. Hold on one one second. I hate that I slip into that. I'm so sorry to everyone who's not American. I'm so sorry. That that actually disgusted me. That was like the worst one I've done. 
Alrighty, so we got some last names. Honestly, I don't think we gave everyone a last name, but that's okay. I appreciate that you color-coded these characters because to show like their relations. Because even if they have last names, I'm going to be like, how are they related? How? Who? <laughs> so, um, first we have Penny Mueller. Do you want to give like a little backstory on why you chose that last name? Sure, of course. So I was, you know, driving home from somewhere. Don't remember where it was. Oh, definitely it was a Walmart trip. I was buying yarn <laughs> for this freaking cardigan. <laughs> Um, and we have this theater in my town and people rent it out for like birthdays and anniversaries. So it'll be like, happy birthday, so-and-so. And I saw like, happy birthday, happy, like sweet 16 or something for some girl whose name started with the P. I don't remember what it was. wasn't Penny, but her last name was Mueller. And I was like, ooh, like the knee brace. Mm-hmm. And I said, I like it. I like, it's like, isn't it like the German form of the last name Miller? It would make sense if it was. So, yeah, I would I, – I think it is. Um, Next, you know, I'm going to let you pronounce this last name because I, I, I don't want to uh, mispronounce it. Of course. Our girl, Miss Reese, daughter to Teresa and Paul, a tribute to um, Kevin Jonas. God bless. Um, her last name is Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Okay. Cool. But with a J because, you know, that Fancy. Danish spelling – fancy um is there any story behind that do we just we kind of just I, th- I think i just said it and then i looked it up and you know reese comes from like a hippie to be kind of family and jorgen apparently jorgensen is like son of farmer and i'm like maybe her f- family like maybe they're into farming maybe her dad does composting i feel like they would definitely next we have beth uh campos so you know i've always thought beth was like I thought she was Hispanic. I don't know why. Like, that's how I always imagined her. So she Me had to, too. She definitely had, a, had to have a Spanish last name for this. And it means field, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Portuguese slash Spanish. I think it has the same meaning in both languages. Please don't come for me if that's not true, but I think it does. And our show starts out in, like, a field. Yeah, I mean, it definitely works. Then we have Duke Hardy. Mm, that's a a hearty name it's um it's got that get there before 10 and get that biscuit energy <laughs> um hardy you know not to be confused with so or oh, ed uh <laughs> hardy means like bold and ew why did i bold bold up my fist i bold <laughs> them up um but like we mean bold in a bad way not bold like wow you're really living your truth more like bold like baby what are you doing Messing mm-hmm. around with these young girlies. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have Jeremy Sykes. I have to say that way, Sykes. Sykes. Because, you know, I feel like that's just, that should just be, like, his tagline. Psych. That's just who he is as a character. He's just, like, I don't know. He, he's psyching people out. He, you know, a liar. Just psych. Everyone thinks he's baby daddy. But you all know, that's not the full story. Psych. Psych. Then we have Lily Mae Hawthorne. Wow. What a name. She got, she got that old money. Um, sorry, I was like, how did I come up with that again? 
So, um, you know, named after Nathaniel Hawthorne, she's not related in any way. But we're ne we're never gonna, um, you know, we'll never say she is or isn't in the show. You can just that's for the Reddit threads. So basically, I thought like Hawthorne was gonna because she's basically living in Hawthorne's story and Rappaccini's daughter. You know, the daughter grows up around all this poison, tends to the poisonous plants. Um, she herself becomes, um, like, she never, she never gets poisoned herself, but she becomes poisonous to everyone else. And I feel like that's really Lily May's characteristic. And Lincoln, um, you know, Hawthorne and Abraham Lincoln, you know, they, they have some, they had a, I was about to say relationship. That was so not true. But that's what I thought you were going to say earlier. I was like, ooh, love story. Um, who knows, actually. But Hawthorne and Lincoln met up for lunch. Um, Lincoln was late. He said, it's, you know, a queen is never, what is it like a queen is never late or something like that from Princess Diaries? Something like that. Yeah. Um, Everyone else is simply, simply early. early. Yeah. Yep. So Hawthorne said, I'm going to write a whole diss letter about this man. Level of petty that I have never reached. <laughs> and then we have Delia. Is it Han or Han? Um, you... I'm going for Han. At first I had the spelling H-A-H-N, but that's like the Germanic spelling. And in my head, Delia, she is of Asian descent. Yeah. I just feel like she is. Um, so I went with H-A-N, which I think can be Korean or Chinese. I'm sorry if like I'm not perfectly accurate on that. I didn't have time to do a ton of research, but I will do better next time. Please don't cancel me. Mm -hmm. And she, maybe she'll have, she'll have a line that's like, nobody knows how to pronounce her last name. She's like, it's Han, like Han Solo or something. It's like Han, that. like Hannah Hunt. Yeah. Like so many, so many good lines there. And that's really it with, with the last names we gave our characters. Mrs. Jones, first name is Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> last name Jones. <laughs> She's it, She doesn't have any characteristics other than being a teacher. Me and Mrs. Jones, like the song. Yeah, so how are, how are we doing? How are we doing this subplot thing, Taylor? <sighs> well, love, I don't bloody know. So... If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, I'm just going to tell you right now, you kind of need to, because we do not have time to recap all of no, that. No, no. But last time, we did use generators for both setting and, like, common tropes as kind of, like, the guidelines. This time around, we're using a different set of generators. We're using one for conflict and one for um words, because we want to have... Hi, my name's Taylor, and I have three <laughs> brain cells. <laughs> we want to, like, have something to springboard. Like, for instance, if our conflict was someone gets beat up in a parking lot is our subplot, right? And the three words are cabbage, flower, and punch. Figure something out. We got to figure something out. The wheels got to be turning. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you have a conflict generator? I completely forgot to pull one up. Um, I do have one. Okay. Uh, if I can find it, I just had it two seconds ago. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot about that. It's we are literally so, fine. We're yeah. so prepared, guys. Our, I had it, and I'm going to have to Google it because I don't remember where it is. Our end-of-course evaluations would be so horrible when it comes to the preparation part. 
listen, between doing Except this podcast, you. lounging around, and teaching fanfic literature 1010, I just like don't have time for all this crazy... I will say, guys, Taylor really is the organized and uh, organized one in this podcast duo. So hand it to her, creator of Google Docs. Oh, Not at the you. actual Google Docs, but you know. I did create it, though. <laughs> you're all yeah. welcome. All of y'all who've ever had a group project, you're welcome to thank me. <laughs> okay, so do you have the conflict generator? I, mean, I do. Conflict is spelled wrong on this website. It says conflict, <laughs> but I think it'll work. Um, so who do we start with? I, I'm, I mean, so much to choose from. So how many subplots do we want to, like, work with? Because I think we kind of know who our neglected characters are. Like, I would say Lincoln, because his episode, when I was going back and reviewing, his was one of the, like, least put-together ones. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's a good one to give subplot to. Yeah, and we we both kind of discussed, like, how much subplot we put in there. So I think we said, you know subplots can be in there but it also it has to be relevant to the main story obviously because mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many tv shows i've watched where there's the main story and then there's just like subplots that really don't like it does nothing i mean it's they don't add anything yeah and it's so like irritating because i like to see everything like wrapped together in a nice bow and it's just not that way so i really want to do that so I think we need subplots that, like, are spread out through the entire season. They can't just be, like, confined in one episode, like, one and done. I think um, something to think about, because some of our characters, they kind of got their own episode last time. Some of them are sharing episodes, which is fine. Um, But a couple neglected people, I would say, are Lincoln and Jeremy. I feel like they just don't have, like, a ton going for them. But also the parents, we got, like... I can't stand a show where, like, parents are not involved at all. Like, especially when there are, like, you know, minors involved. And it's just, like, where are these kids' parents? Mm-hmm. Also, SGA. We introduced it as an element. She needs her own thing going on as well. Yeah. So who do you want me to generate for first? Let's do parents. And um, also, I would like to add, still, like, we definitely have to put in, like, main characters. Just, it's kind of weird because, like, for the subplots these the supporting characters are the main character and our main characters are kind of the supporting character like does that make sense yes they have a little role reversal situation so like obviously penny can show up in the parents at sga but she's obviously not the main character in these plots exactly baby girl has to sit in the back Mm -hmm. as she should you know we can't always be in the spotlight Uh uh-uh she can't be a leo ascendant forever Come on, Penny. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if we generated, like, like try to figure out their zodiac signs and all that for each character? I do want to do something like that for a future episode. Like, you know those character chart things where you, like, fill out everything? It's like, how does this person feel about this? I think that would be so fun. Oh, my goodness. I love... Okay, so for certain TV shows, I love to know, like, what character I most like, and I judge that by the 12 personality. Is it, it's 12, not 16. I always get confused between 16. Okay, so 16. Because you know, when you look up your so, like, I'm I, uh, INFJ, me too. And when you scroll at the bottom, it shows like fictional characters, like that's so cool. So, we need to do that for our characters. 
everyone stay tuned for next year's lineup. That's definitely, that definitely has to be one. Just understanding your characters more. Anyways, let's generate some stuff. All right, I clicked the button and this is what we got. A reject takes vengeance. A reject takes vengeance. So we're doing parents. <laughs> Ooh, who would be, okay, you know what? Let me type this out. So sorry um, if you can hear the clickety clackities. Just get over it. I think it. it's nice. Uh, you're welcome for the free ASMR. Ooh. Um, so a reject takes vengeance. If we're going to work with parents for this, I think potentially, right? Didn't we say in the last episode, right? Should it be Duke's father because gambling addiction and you That's know he's a reject mm-hmm. or i said it like really like catty and you know he's a reject um <laughs> like who am i like anyone. captain of the cheerleading squad calm down you apologize to anyone with a gambling addiction yeah baby it's serious i just you know in this fictional world i am head cheerleader okay i can do whatever i want uh or it could be is it oh, I wish I remembered. Is it Jared? Because, okay, Penny's dad. Isn't he, like, the Penny? He's, like, collects pennies or something. Uh Uh-huh, but, like, didn't we say, like, either Penny's dad or Penny's dad's brother? Because, you know, Penny's dad is a twin. Yeah, and wasn't there, like, some sort of, like, meeting thing? Yeah, like, some alcoholism issue? Yeah. But I like Duke's dad. I do, too. But why would he be there? Because Duke is 26. I don't know. Like, does Duke have a sibling that we haven't written? I'm not sure. I really should have... You know, it may be our TV show, but I forget everything that happened already. Ooh. Okay, well, Reddit AMA, come through. Well, let's let's generate some words, and maybe that will... Maybe inspire. that'll jog something. Okay, so we have painter, Ooh. Manu- manufacturer... Manufacturer. And brainstorm brainstorm that's what we're doing right now Mm -hmm. so painter my like i'm having a lot of sinus issues tonight i'm really sorry uh the painter that's what i'm saying sherwin sherwin sherwinning Mm -hmm. could painter be penny's mother oh like Like, that's her little side hobby like because she's renovating the house like she's going for the paint chips and stuff so maybe Okay, right? Maybe this is the subplot for um, at least Penny's mother and father. I don't know about all the parents. Penny's mom is like, she's very religious, which we've Mm -hmm. already talked about. And maybe the rest of the town isn't quite so conservative. She's the outcast. She's the reject. Yeah, she's the reject. And she's popping off about some issue that's at school. Ooh, she's taking her vengeance. And maybe she's brainstorming. I thought I put brainstorm for a second, but I did spell it right. She's brainstorming. Um, ways to to have it her way or the highway. You know, my way, my mm-hmm. way, or the highway. So how does manufacturer come in here? What does that word mean? Like, I kind of know what it means, but like, can you give me a definition? Let's look. Let's see if Google can help us with that. I love that I paid all that tuition money to not know what manufacturer means. English major right here. So let me go on. Uh, a person or company that makes goods for sale. Okay. So, like, that could be anything. Yeah. Um, 
an employee at Sherwin. Hmm. I mean, Sherwin is a manufacturer of paint, mm-hmm. but I don't think Kay needs to have her Karen moment. But she will anyway. But what is she taking vengeance against? I don't know. I guess, like, maybe there's just, like, rumors around the school. Like, something to do with the school. Like, these kids these kids be slipping around. And she's like, you know what? Y'all pointing fingers at everybody? Because and maybe she's just like, maybe if you took your kids to church more, maybe if you taught your kids some of God's word, the Lord's word, maybe this wouldn't be happening. Maybe if you read Deuteronomy, you would know how to pronounce Deuteragonist or whatever that word is. Oh, come um, on. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, so maybe this makes sense, right? So she is all about, like, abstinence, maybe, right? She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, woo-woo. And maybe she's one of those people that... Because we never said she has a specific occupation. I always just assumed that she was, like, a stay-at-home mom or something. Maybe she's a part of this church group that comes to the school and is like, yeah, abstinence only, AA. But she creates a club, right? Through the Sherwin. Maybe she's doing, like, a church... <laughs> I like that I call it the Sherwin. If Sherwin-Williams wants to sponsor me, I'll wear the merch. I think the logo's cute. Um... Maybe she's doing something where it's like, I'm having this after-school program to keep kids off the streets and out of the sheets. I want them painting at the church. We're redoing, like, the, I don't know, the children's section or whatever. So she's a painter. She has kids coming over, picking up paint, painting the walls, helping with her church renovation project. And she has brainstormed this idea on her own and pitched it to the school. And the school was like, okay, hey, hey. And you know how this all started? I think it all started with a sex education class that's actually helpful and good. So, like, not the ones we grew up with, you know? No. And she's furious at this. So, we have an actual scene with all of our characters. So, Penny is in here. All of our students. You know, Penny's, you know, she's in this class. And she's thinking to herself, hmm, how ironic. I am in this class, you know, kind of pregnant. She's in a sex ed- I mean, and that would be nice, it's refreshing to see on TV. I, you know, I've never seen the show Sex Education, so I apologize. But, like, you know, and sex education class is actually, like, helpful. That isn't just about, like, you have sex, you die. And this is her project, and this gives her an occupation. And maybe Penny's kind of embarrassed by, like, her mom's action. She's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, my God. But it's more like a community service thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you live in the great side of Tennessee, maybe you could consider it, like, Tennessee Promise Hours. Get that scholarship money. Yeah, yeah. Vermont Promise Hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe something to put on these kids' uh, resume. I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's some kind of incentive to it. Yeah, sorry. I have a little bubble there. All right, so Kai Love, okay. just cough it up. All right, that's, we have a great start. So that takes place, I mean, throughout the entire series. Obviously, maybe not until episode 10, but, you know, it has to take a, you know, kind of end at some point, but also kind of veers into another subplot and it ties in like the religion aspect because i think we lost it a little bit Mm -hmm. um and this way like we have a new setting too yeah do we have to generate things for these other parents like does penny's dad need a thing does Teresa and paul need a thing i mean maybe not as big as um 
um, Penny's mom because I feel like with Penny's mom that has to be like such a big thing because she's related to Penny. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like maybe they're like just involved. Like in like maybe they they are a part of this subplot, but they're still supporting characters in a way. Like maybe they... I could see Teresa doing it because mm-hmm. like her and Penny's mom, like Reese's mom and Penny's mom are friends. But maybe like the dad should have their own project because you know misogyny Mm -hmm. do we want to do like a little thing for it like not such a big subplot but you know but just something yeah something if they're in the shot it's like oh you're here why Mm -hmm. i did click the generate button and this is what i got the local source of most jobs is closed down wow such a great thing for dads because they are the men of the family they are the providers you know (laughs) Obviously, we're being sarcastic, yes, everyone. Wait, please, please don't. I am not Candace Owens. Don't you ever group me with her. Sometimes I forget that people can't see us. So I can't. <laughs> okay, and the words I've come up with are headline, thought, headline. and scream. Thought and scream? Yeah. Okay. Remember, everyone, we have to have good well not you know like just well-rounded characters so jared i think hmm the headline has to do with news maybe like it's reported like yo this place closed down so did we ever give him like a certain job or did we just i think jared's brother works as works at the bank yeah. But I don't think Jared does. I think, like, his whole goal is to, you know, save up to own his own coin shop. Because yeah. they real money-focused. There's some Capricorns. Um, but I don't know that we ever gave him a specific job. I don't remember doing it. I feel like... I mean, I, I don't want to make it too big to where it's, like... Because I feel like a parent lose, loses a job in the TV show where his daughter's pregnant. I feel like that has to be such a big subplot. But obviously, we don't want to make it too big. Um, the local source of most jobs is closed down. What does that even mean? I'm sorry. There's so many words going on. The local source of most jobs. I guess it's like, maybe it's like a factory situation. Yeah. And a lot of people work at a factory and it closed down. And it's like, oh my God, layoffs. The Kroger closed down in, in town. I'm like, where would he work though? I don't know. I feel like he would have such a boring job. Cause you know. I feel like he would have a job he hates. Cause he's definitely kind of depressed about the fact that he can't can't live out his dream maybe Mm. he works at a brewery because i didn't we say like he's an alcoholic but he's like a richard weber alcoholic not diminishing alcoholism as an issue but you know yeah we can do that i mean why not he works at a brewery and loses his job because he keeps drinking everything well i guess maybe it's just like fat layoffs and yeah. then screaming who screaming he's screaming in his head with all these thoughts i feel like he's just not he's not an alcoholic that's like i'm gonna abuse my kids or my wife he's just like he's a sad he just has alcoholic. issues <laughs> he's yeah really sad alcoholic um because the thing for him is the jealousy of his brother because his brother's the one that like has it together and they're twins so there's like that obvious comparison situation going on 
screaming. I'm like, maybe he's in an argument with someone. But with who? Like, maybe, um, ooh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, with Reese's dad. But I'm like, are they friends? Because Reese's dad, like, he's kind of hippie to be. I think he works for himself. Maybe they're not friends, but they're being forced together through this club, basically. Like, maybe they have to help out with some renovations here and there. Um, and so they're kind of, like, forced to talk to one another through that. And Reese's dad just, like, keeps asking. Maybe Reese's dad doesn't quite get, like, yo, I don't want to talk about me losing my job. Maybe Reese's dad's, like, offering a job. And um, Jared is over here, like, he's too prideful for that. Like, he can't he can't do that. He's too good to be on, um, you know, farm and land. What if, okay, so they're obviously doing renovations to this church. And if we're going with typical, like, dad roles or whatever, there's probably, like, power tools. You know, they're probably, like, sawing mm-hmm. something or whatever. Like, they're doing something with tools. They've been to Lewis before. Um, maybe, maybe there's injury. Maybe that's the screaming. Maybe, because, you know, Penny's mom and Penny, they don't really know about his alcoholism. Not really. No. Like, I feel like it's kind of on the DL. Like, maybe Penny's mom suspects, like, he's going through something, but he's kind of like, oh, he'll figure it out, whatever. He's the man of the house, huh? But maybe while he's there, he shows up to help and he's drunk. Yeah. And very he, like, dangerous cuts someone's finger off or like you know nails someone's hand or something and it's definitely while like he's so like he's first of all he's so drunk that he shouldn't be handling this in the first place and then reese's dad is kind of just like hey just like come work with me like come work for me or whatever and so he's like he can't think about all this at once and he's just like so frustrated to the point where you said like he's just all this together in one melting pot and then he just creates this big accident and he's just thinking am i ever gonna get my coin shop like how am i gonna pull myself out of this hole like we feel for him but also we're like jared baby get it together yeah get some help yeah all right (coughs) so who should we do next I think we should go for, like, who do you want, Lincoln or Jeremy? Ooh, um, no. Let's do Jeremy. Okay. Jeremy. Jeremy. So he's the, he's part of SGA. Uh-huh, and he's also Penny's, um, Summer Love and Fling. Yeah. He's the, he, isn't he the, he's the Noah Centineo boy, basically. But he's not the right picture yeah. to play him. Never. But he's like, he's got that personality. But also he's not He's a Taurus. Yeah. I can just feel it in my yeah. bones. Okay, so here's our conflict. I think this works perfectly. A vehicle breaks down, leaving the person stranded. Ooh. Ooh, this is kind of perfect. Okay. I have houseplant, conference, and clearance already. He has to go to like some sort of SGA conference or something i don't know maybe it's like the sga is proposing something to the faculty so you said i'm so sorry i'm like trying to type and like listen at the same time houseplant conference and conference and clearance okay hmm vehicle breaking down i know like in the last episode with the main plots we talked about 
Jeremy visiting Penny at the hospital or shortly after or something and like having a little like this is for you kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe he brings her a house plant that was on clearance. I know that's what I'm thinking. Mm. And maybe he you know what? This would be cute. I don't know if this is full like um subplot energy, but maybe because Penny is class president, let us not forget that P is for president. She misses the SGA meeting and he brings her like the meeting minutes. He's like, This Aww. is what we talk about. That is so cute. I low-key ship them, but, like, I don't know. He'd be a good stepdad. <laughs> he's kind he of delusional. He great in custody court. He's he's kind of delusional, but you kind of love him still. Mm, yeah. How does, like, the vehicle breaking down? I think he is one of those people. He drives just some beat-up car, and... Ooh, but, like, what happens in this scenario? Like, something I feel like he has to be on a mission for, like, yeah. the vehicle breaking down to matter. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe. I feel like this is kind of played out, but, like, maybe it's a situation where, you know how boys, I don't know what this is like because a man has never loved me, but you know how boys are, like, I gotta impress her mom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe he buys the houseplant like as like a look at me. I'm a good boy <gasps> for her little club. Yeah, he's trying to like get there on time, but maybe Duke kind of swoops in and like obviously Kay doesn't know the like four one one three six five with them, and like Jeremy's kind of like left in the dust. Oh, poor Jer, poor Jer Jer, poor um Paramy. <sighs> I love this. I do. So many possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Lincoln and Jeremy have to cross over at some point. They're in the same club. Yeah. They and Lincoln definitely... is the gossip mill. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lincoln has a crush on Jeremy. Maybe he has a crush on Jeremy. I mean, maybe that's why he's so down to expose Penny to his sister. Mm-hmm. Because I said it. I don't think I said it in this episode, but I said it before. I wrote Lincoln as a character, and I, in my head, Lincoln is not straight. I don't know, like, what his preference would be, but I think he definitely, like, has a crush on, um, if, if we're gonna make these two characters work, they, he definitely has a crush on him. And Jeremy's just so delusional, you know? Oh, Jeremy. But with Jeremy, is there any possibility that he would reciprocate? Is Jeremy straight? Okay, so I think what would happen, we haven't even generated anything yet, but I already have ideas. So I think Jeremy and Lincoln, maybe they're not too close, you know, but maybe like Lincoln is new to SGA, even though he is treasurer, they'll just make anybody treasurer, really. And I feel like that kind of plays into like Lincoln, like kind of having this like big last name. Everybody's kind of like, oh, you're new and you're already a treasurer or something like that. You're going to try for president next time when everybody else has worked as hard to be president. Maybe they kind of have like a hateful relationship at first and hate to love mm-hmm. enemies to lovers trope yeah because i feel like we can't jeremy just can't be like goody goody all the time he can't like everybody so he mm-hmm. kind of hates lincoln in that sense but then relationships grow all of these things are subject to change because we haven't fully fleshed these characters out in my head lincoln is gay um i wrote him i'll say it you wrote Jeremy. I feel like he's bi. He, he's bi. He definitely is. He, he doesn't quite know yet. And I feel like we'll figure that out maybe like season 
two, three, like definitely not season one. Curiosity and experimentation needs to happen. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, the conflict generator for Lincoln, I think it's very fitting. A politician is murdered. This is so rich. Okay. Okay. Theory. Ooh. Reveal. Comedy. Oh my goodness. I mean, this this works so well. People have theories. A politician is murdered. I don't think it has to be literal death. My, this is what I was thinking, and you might think something differently. I think they're playing some sort of video, not video game, board game, like during an SGA meeting or something like that. And this whole like board game is kind of like the subplot of the episode, really. Maybe like four or five people are playing this board game. And maybe this board game is like a tradition in this high school's SGA. It's kind of like a competition. Everybody's looking in. They're like, oh my goodness, who's going to win or something like this. And Lincoln and Jeremy, forgot his name for a minute, they're kind of like up against one another. They're trying to win. There's there's some sort of prize at the end. I don't know if it's pride or like an actual prize or something like that. I think this works great for Lincoln's episode, which is like P.S. for plagiarism, mm-hmm. um, because the trope for it was sarcastic clapping. And because his episode was the one that we like really didn't plan because we didn't really know what to do with that trope. Mm-hmm. We talked about maybe like SGA is doing something good for the school, but Lincoln kind of disagrees. He's like, mm. <laughs> sarcastic oh. clapping. So maybe the game is like, Maybe it's like a fundraiser type of thing or like a competition mm-hmm. type of thing where people put money on it. Yeah. Don't like, you know, like when in school they would do like the fun run or whatever and you'd get people to pledge. So maybe it's like a pledge thing. You know what it is? It's gambling, but for high schoolers. Duke is shaking. Mm hmm. And it's like such a dumb board game, but the TV show is making it seem like it's so serious or something like that. And that's that's the funny part of it. But what is the reveal? Oh my goodness. Someone's cheating. Someone's cheating at the at the game. Maybe someone's cheating at the game. Maybe someone's cheating on someone. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe Lincoln's a cheater because like his whole thing is like I named him Lincoln like with irony in mind because I was like, you know, honest Abe, but he has issues with telling the truth. So maybe one of his lies comes back to bite him. Ooh, definitely. Mm, I love this. I love this so much. But who wins the game at the end? I don't know. Like, is everyone... Is the whole school participating, or is it just the the SGA babies? I mean, I guess whoever signed up, really. Who wins? Maybe that is the reveal. Maybe, like, Lincoln... He Okay. Maybe Lincoln is the one that's like, this is stupid, but he wins. Because, like, you know, like, a lot of times mm-hmm. the person who cares the least is the one that wins. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy is upset about it. He's like, you don't even care. You don't even yeah. care. Or, like, maybe it's a cash prize. And Lincoln's family's rich. Like, he doesn't need the money. Definitely. And what if his family is already donating, like, so much to whatever, like, this fundraiser? Cause, so you know, it's the basically donating back into yeah. their own family. And, like... Yeah. Maybe at first, like, nobody really knows, like, Lincoln's family's, like, in on it or whatever, and Jeremy, like, figures it out. Yeah. But what if there's, like, this sweet moment, like, maybe in later episodes where he offers to buy lunch for Jeremy? Aw, and they hang out! This is what happens. So, they 
you know, they have lunch with one another. They don't really want to or anything. Maybe they're forced to because they're secretary and treasurer. And somebody suggests, like, look, it's obvious you two don't get along. Have a lunch together. You two got to work together for SGA. Maybe they tie and they have to split it. So Lincoln offers to pay for their lunch. And Jeremy thinks this is so obnoxious because he's like, oh, you think I can't pay for it on my own? Just because you're like little rich boy? We see this, but uh, Jeremy doesn't. Lincoln paid with the money he uh, won. Aww. And maybe the lunch is at, because you know how they're restoring um, their family estate or whatever. He kind of gets to see the family dynamic. And maybe because the family is so focused on Lily Mae, like Lincoln's kind of neglected. And Jeremy's like, oh my God, like I kind of have sympathy for you in a way. But also we're still not like buddy buddies and pals. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be a couple that takes forever to get together. Like literally forever. Love-hate relationship. They'll probably get together by like season four or something like that. But they are going to be the couple that is number one on, you know, P.S. for pregnancy, best best relationships. That's all. That's article. like going to be the trending page. Like, okay, forget Parami. It's all about Jenkin. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. Oh, because they have just like maybe Lincoln in later seasons like helps Jeremy, you know, come to terms with his sexuality. Like he just maybe yeah maybe because I feel like Lincoln's very like self assured. Like he knows who he is. Yeah. But Jeremy's just kind of like, what's going on? And maybe it's because Lincoln has always, like, yeah, he's been neglected, but also he, you know, he's the rich boy in town. He always has that to rely on. So he's kind of always been given praise no matter what. Whereas Jeremy might not have that necessarily. We don't know Jeremy's, like, home life really at all. I feel like that's going to come into play, like, season two. when when he comes to terms and i don't want it to be like a cheesy thing where his parents are like homophobic or anything like that even though it's even though that is realistic but i think we see it too much in tv shows i have to rearrange my body because literally it feels like my spine is breaking that's okay delia so she has her own moment but i almost feel like she needs her own thing going on too because Mm -hmm. other than the interviews like she doesn't really have her own like place you know yeah she's not really a character not a fully developed one agree so should i generate for delia yes okay Ooh. i don't like this one i mean you can change it if you want i'm gonna click it one more time it gave me the same one i think that was a sign okay love is blinding Ooh, that's like very fanficky what are our three words um, clerk, grandmother, and charm. Um, Delia, she, I don't know if she currently works there, but she did at one point, was a Claire's employee. So, like, she is a clerk, and she's looking for work at the Hawthorne Estate, Ooh, you know, because yeah. we said it in the last one. Um, maybe Delia lives with her grandmother. Like, maybe Delia's parents, because keep in mind, Delia is a teen mom, um, Maybe Delia's parents either, like, kind of disowned her, or maybe she's always grown up with her grandmother. Yeah. Um, because I think Delia, like, she's from Asian descent, as I said, and obviously in a lot of other cultures, it's really common for, like, grandparents' parents to live in the same home. And I think, like, maybe it's that kind of situation. 
like maybe her grandma's like I hate to be like tropey and like generic but like maybe her grandma is just like really like wise but she's supportive of Delia because maybe she encountered like a similar situation yeah I don't think it has to be like too big of a subplot I think we just kind of need to show like a little bit of I think this is more of like characterization for yeah like kind of like her home life a little like yeah. what's going on with Delia not necessarily I mean it is important but not like the most important thing of mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't want, you know, Reddit threads or articles saying like, we need to see more of this character and like this character is so boring and stuff like, cause we don't know anything about them. It's this character is so neglected. I think Delia is such a cool character. She just hasn't found her like groove in the story yet, but with the word charm. So I know a lot of people would read charm as like, Oh, a personality trait. But I think Charm, in this instance, because she worked at Eclairs, maybe, and maybe this is cheesy, y'all, maybe I'm corny, but that's okay. Maybe she would take, like, little, because Claire's, you know, jewelry. She would take little charms and give them to, like, her grandma. Like, maybe they have, like, a little dynamic or something. That is so adorable. Dang. Or maybe her, like, how old is her kid, would you say? I don't know. I can't remember if we said Delia kept her kid or if she was, like, or if she, like, you know, adoption or whatever. I don't remember. I can't remember because it was the first episode, but I would say not that old, like, a year or less because, mm. you know. Can't be giving baby those charms. They'll no. choke on them. That is a child hazard. It is. So, have we gotten to everybody? Let's see. We got Jared and Kay... I think we got Teresa and Paul by association, kind of. Mm-hmm. Beth has her own episode. We talked about Jeremy. You know who, like, I think we kind of just said, well, is SGA, Patience, and Mrs. Jones. Because I want to know, like, what is Mrs. Jones doing? I don't know. Like, obviously, we can't, like, spend too much time on these characters. Because, again, like, some characters are just, like, we, like... Sometimes in TV shows, there are characters that are interesting, but we honestly just don't see much of because they're just not important to the plot. Maybe they're just like, I honestly don't remember Patience. I'm going to be honest. Like She's the school nurse. She started as a guidance counselor, but now she's the school nurse. She's the one that it, I mean, she's important to the mid-season finale. She is the reason that Penny's parents know she's pregnant. I feel like this is just one of those things where like on reddit threads it would be like i love patience patiences and miss joneses how so weird to put possessions on their names it's such a hard thing to do but like everyone would be like i love their little conversations every once in a while like it's like so small but people are like that's honestly the best part of the show maybe there's like a running joke with them yeah. and like the, their um subplot is it's like it's not anything we ever really explore but it's just kind of like oh this is what's going on and everybody's like, can we please have a spinoff of these two? <laughs> and it's literally called Patience with Mrs. Jones. <laughs> First name Mrs., last name Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, the conflict that generated is a marriage falls apart. And I think that that's really fitting. Um, let me do the... Okay. Maybe that's why Mrs. Jones goes by Mrs. Jones. Like, she's going through a divorce. Yeah. And then we have partner champion and twist um so champion 
I think they have a little conversation about the SGA um, fundraiser thing and maybe they are both betting on who the champion will be. So they have like a little fun banter about that. And she's betting her um, alimony. Yeah. And then there's a twist. What is the twist? The twist is probably like, oh, this person wins. Uh, you lost. Maybe neither of them win the bet. It's true. It's one of the other. It's the. It would have to be. It would be the janitor or something. Or That's the, the twist. It's yeah. just like a random faculty member. Yeah. That's a. I love those little moments in TV shows where it's like the funny little things that really don't matter. It's like just, it's just not important, but it's, yeah. it's there. Yeah. I think for our final one has to be like SGA's main thing that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. because we have the like board game thing but i feel like that's more specific to lincoln and jeremy i feel like sga as a whole needs their own subplot mm-hmm. so here we go i'm pressing the button one last time everyone manifest something good manifesting wow i guess my manifestation powers aren't amazing um the, <laughs> the conflict is a bully a bully in high school it's like so stereotypical. I don't know about. I'm sick of all you bullies. Um, bullies. Should I do? Should I do it again? Yeah, I would do it again. Cause I just feel like that's boring. I know bullying is such an important issue, but like in high school TV shows, that's like not something we need to see anymore. This one right here, love. Buckle your seatbelt, sweetheart. We have a person wants something from their sibling. <gasps> No. Okay. This one speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Bullet. Estate. Front. I'm screaming. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I'm so okay. sorry for anyone who has to hear, like, the crusty voices that emit from me. Bullet. Estate. What was the last one? Front. Front. Money laundering, and that's on Ozark. true so bullet i feel like is that one i don't know how this ties in this changes the whole dynamic of the main plot but somebody is asking somebody else for a bullet and we're just like why why a singular bullet does this person have a gun we're entering vampire diaries territory i know it's a silver bullet to kill tyler I don't know. I don't know what this means. Oh, so if it's a person wanting... The only person that we know has a sibling is Lincoln, Lincoln and Lily May. An estate. That, it's literally called, like, the Hawthorne estate. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we're bringing, like, guns and stuff, is this, like, going too far with this? Not too far in the sense, like, we can't do... That's too mature. But, like, I don't want to get into this territory where it's, like people start killing each other because like i feel like oh i don't want anyone to die because i don't think that's the right vibe but maybe it's like a threat situation maybe the subplot is like because lily may right she has she doesn't really have her own episode she shares one with beth but maybe lily may someone has like broken into the estate or is trying to and she's like you know she said 
I don't need no man. Dust off this pistol. I can take care of it. She's yeah. She's she's low key kind of scared, but she said I can protect myself. Because she's about to be Barbie Ting. Mm -hmm. And then the front, what does that have to do with it? She's putting on a front. She's super scared. But, and, like, she's trying to show that she can protect herself. And she can, but that doesn't mean she can push aside her emotions. I just had a brain blast. Okay. So this is for SGA, right? But our siblings... You're gonna, you're gonna scream, okay? Everyone stay with me. Everyone just buckle in for the ride. Okay, so we all know that Lincoln, he has some issues with lying. Maybe he likes, maybe he a little bit of um, a klepto. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's been stealing money from SGA, right? Ooh. And he has to replace it. So he's going to the estate to like maybe rob from like the vault or whatever. And there's a security system. And Lily Mae's like, oh, my God. And she goes in with a gun. Oh. She's like, who is in this joint? Who is it? And then she finds out it's her brother. So she's like, you know what? You can have this money. But blackmail, honey, you're going to collect the tea on Penny. I love this. You know what it reminds me? <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, the whole the whole visual I got at first was, um, what was her name? Peaches? Or something like that from... Oh, my God. Pajamas and a gun in her hand. Pajamas and a gun in her hand. I was, I was like, I know it's in her, with a gun in her hand. I was like, is it lingerie? It's not lingerie. But, you know, that's what... The that's my um, memoir title. Mm-hmm. Lingerie with a gun in her hand. This is so amazing. I love this. Okay. Yeah, that definitely works. How do we fit front into it, though? Like, is he... Is front, like... Is he putting up a front? Well, obviously, if he's trying to get that gossip, that good gossip, he's going to mm-hmm. have to put on a front. He has to befriend someone. Yeah. Like, you know, he's trying to slide in with Jeremy, right? And Jeremy obviously still likes Penny. He hasn't worked out all this stuff, and he's not totally invested in Lincoln. Like, they're <gasps> on the rock. So maybe he's putting up a front. He's, like, pretending to be all goody-goody with Penny, even though, like, he wants her out of the picture. So maybe that's his front. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this is the lunch that I've got now. Okay, nobody sets up the lunch, but Lincoln does. Because Lincoln is trying to get into Jeremy's, like, he's he's trying to become friends with Jeremy to get that gossip. So he's like, you want to set up a lunch and, like, kind of work this out? Like, what's going on? What's going on? We got to work together. And so, like, that's the whole thing. But, yes, he is putting up a front. But he's starting to think, like, you know, there's something there. There's something there. It's like, it's becoming more than what he wanted it to be. Maybe it always was more than what he wanted to be, and he feels bad about putting up the front, and it just keeps getting progressively worse. Because it's like, I really like you, but I'm using you, but I like you. Yeah. This is great. And you said that it reminded you of pajamas and a gun in her hand. You know what it reminded me of? What? (laughs) That episode of Hannah Montana with Dolly Parton, and they're like, spies. (laughs) This is the most ridiculous thing we have ever done. It's so rich and great. I just love being, um, let me, let me be really obnoxious. Like those people who think that they're everything. I love being a creative. So do we have everyone? We've, we've done everyone. Uh, I think so. It looks like we have. I do have a question though. Okay. So you know how Eliza was going to be an Easter egg, Eliza's Lemonade? Mm-hmm. 
What if Mrs. Jones is Eliza? She doesn't have a first name. But we don't know that until the series finale. <laughs> That's it's the just, big plot twist. Like, it's the lemonade like brand. Bit. It's like a little thing between her and Patience. You know, Miss Jones is just like, you know, I got this lemonade idea. They become business partners. That was one of the words. A marriage falls apart, right? Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Jones, her marriage is falling apart, right? So she's like, I need a passion project. Eliza's Lemonade, her new partner, not like her like love partner, not mm-hmm. her soul connection, but her business partner is Patience. Mm-hmm. And that's the twist. They're both champions. Wow. I'm so glad we have established the supporting characters and the subplots, and I'm so glad that they fit in. But they make sense. Yeah, they do. You know what else would make sense? If we take a quizzy wizzy. I agree. Uh, we are taking a quiz called Are You the Main Character, Sidekick, or Villain based on the Netflix film you create? How does it start? How does it end? And what do we learn along the way? By not John's fault, a community contributor. Thank you, not John's fault. John would never show up to the Don't Worry Darling set because it's not his fault. As John should. First, pick a genre. Action slash adventure. Mystery. Horror or romance. Um, I'm not going to try to diss anybody at the BuzzFeed. Um. I don't know what you would call it, but what is going on with these little fonts, like font sizes and like, <laughs> it's so small. They're doing the best I can. But it says it was approved by the Busby community te- team. It's and they wanted to put action slash adventure on one line instead of having it on two. <laughs> so they had to make everything else small. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick, you know what? Um, I'm going to pick mystery. I feel like. I was about to say they don't really have a lot of mystery stuff. I'm like, oh, Enola Holmes. And that wasn't very good. (laughs) I'm not Enola and the gang. Sorry, Enola. I'm going to pick romance because, you know, I'm manifesting this for myself. That love is coming to me soon. I can feel it in my bones, in my kneecaps, in my elbows. I'm ready for it. Cool. Where will the film be set? Ooh, in a 2014 dystopian world with snow and cold and jackets, probably. And grammar issues. You know, wrong. A futuristic world, which is similar. Do you know that show Code Lyoko? No. Oh, my God. Okay, so this, like, the picture, it looks very Code Lyoko, where, what if, what's that girl's name? Like, Leona or something? She would always be walking through that tower, she'd be like... binary code if you know you know um we have a fantasy world that is not for me a bustling city specifically chicago with that big bean in the middle Um, i've been to that big bean the big bean um in a period of history just any period i guess um or in a rural area katie's reality no you should not just go there Anyways, um, I was going to pick in a period of history, but I was like, dang, am I really just going to make Enola Holmes 2? Enola Holmes the sequel. (laughs) But I really wanted, I I just, I want that. 
You know, if I went with a rural area that's like very true detective. Is it true detective? Is that the name of the show? Um, season one. And I'm not about to copy um, other people's ideas unless it's Enola Holmes. <laughs> Enola is the only thing that can be plagiarized legally. Um, I'm going to plagiarize Code Lyoko because I want to go into that weird video game tower or whatever. That show was everything to me as a child. And it's going to be a romance genre. That's I interesting. Know. It's like in the show. Okay. For all my Code Lyoko stands out there, all my Cartoon Network cuties, um, Jeremy or whatever his name is, was in love with that girl. I, I want to say her name was like Leona, but I feel like that was not right. Um, but she was like a video game. She wasn't even real. And he was like, uh, I'm on the computer. So maybe I would be, like, video game girl, and I would fall in love with Computer Boy. You know what's so weird? I watched this, like, very weird movie with... It was on Netflix. It was a Netflix original, I think, and it was with Maisie Williams, I think. And there was something about, like, this... (laughs) It was so strange. I don't know how this happened, but this boy got into, like, some sort of accident. And his phone, like, kind of merged with his brain. Like, his phone was... I know what you're talking about. It was... I forgot I watched that movie. Now I need to put it on my letterbox because I'm like now just thinking about it again. Like it was so str- Like it feels like a fever dream. I wish Letterbox had TV. I do too because like that's all I really watch these days. And I need and sometimes I forget what TV shows I've watched. Letterbox, get with the program. We want Seriously. all of the different viewing options. Seriously. What will the theme of the movie be? Loss, coming of age, self-discovery, hashtag quarantine thoughts, friendship, the, the sins of capitalism, or pure pulp, no themes. Wow, that's bold, going with no themes. Um, I'm not really a fan of any of these, to be honest. Um, I guess I'm just going to go depressing and with loss. I could have gone with the sense of capitalism, but that's, that's too specific for me. I think the sins of capitalism is really calling out to me. I don't know how that fits into my narrative, but maybe, um, computer boys, computer explodes and he's like debating, uh, do I go back to video game girl or do I just like not spend money on a new computer? What is the main character like? Ooh. Relatable but ordinary person. Just an ordinary Ordinary girl. girl. It's been so long since I've been able to say that on the podcast. My heart just fluttered a little. Uh, Prodigy with poor mental health. That's on all my gifted program kids. I'm looking at y'all. A fish out of water. And that's on Haley Williams. The chosen one. We've seen it enough. Charming disaster of a human being. I'm not even going to say the person I had in mind. I'm just going to skip it. Or this is an ensemble film. Ooh. Now that's interesting. I don't know how they would go into mystery. But, you know, I've never seen, like, a mystery ensemble film. So I'm going to go with that. Katie's picking ensemble. I'm going to pick, ugh. A part of me wants to say ordinary just so I can sing it. But then, like, Prodigy with poor mental health, like. I I thought that was so fun. Like, you definitely need. I feel like your film was all over the place already. You might as well just stick somebody <laughs> else in there. That doesn't really fit. It would have some fat five-star reviews on Miss Letterbox. Everyone would be like, yes, best movie ever. 
Where does Act 1 open? Ooh, we have multiple setting options. Ooh, ooh. In a busy city, this time I think New York, because Chicago ugh, can't be the basis of everything. In space. That one lonely astronaut. And that's on gravity. That is George Clooney floating away. Um, in a quaint home in the suburbs. Um, when the protagonist is born, there's just a baby with its face all smushed. Okay, um, with an explosion or on the road. Mm, not a fan of any of these. Let's see, I picked um, a, a history period, something like that, period of history. Um, I don't know. You know what? I was starting to think of like, I'm like thinking too much into this and we do not have the time for this. So I'm going to go with um, in a quaint home. Ooh, I mean, it is a cute autumnal home. It gives me big uh, Charlie and Bella Swan energy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick in space because I feel like technology, like, I just feel like numbers, they just be floating around in space. <laughs> what happens in Act 2? This movie, okay. A plot twist ruins everything. I don't think my movie can be ruined because she's just so <laughs> She already has five stars when you end up in space. The plot takes a backseat to the romance subplot. Oh my god, yes. Wait, you have a romance main plot and then a romance subplot. No matter what, you're getting romance. I just love love. A fight between the main characters. It's just me. <laughs> a boy yelling at his computer. A training montage. A combat montage. I mean, aren't those kind of the same thing? Or the gang. Oh, there's more than. Okay. The gang commits a crime. World building or betrayal. I love the idea of the gang commits a crime because I'm doing an ensemble cast and I feel like my ensemble cast, this is this is how I'm picturing this movie. This is an ensemble of like detectives or something like that. Like multiple, imagine multiple Sherlock Holmes, how chaotic that would be. Um, but you know, they're committing crimes at the same time. <laughs> I feel like your movie is one where I'd be like, wait, who is that character again? And my eyes would be like googly eyes looking everywhere. Um, I know I just said romance subplot and I'm very tempted, but a part of me is like world building. Where are we? Yeah. But no, betrayal. Because what if he's cheating on me with his iPad girl, his iPad video game <laughs> I really need to see your movie. I really do. The, uh, the lawsuit I would get for copying Code Lyoko. <laughs> when is the big climatic moment of Act 3? Ooh, all of the supporting cast suddenly shows up. <laughs> just now? Yours is an ensemble cast. They just show up at the very end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> Origins are revealed. The romance subplot is resolved. A big reveal. A quiet moment of realization or a callback to something someone said in the first 10 minutes. That's the one I want, the last one. Oh, I, get, I have to pick it too. It's so Christopher Nolan. I mean, I can't. It's so Dunkirk circa 2017. It's so Inception circa 2010. That's what it is. 2010? Uh, that was a whole decade ago. Oh, gosh, we're so old. I'm ancient. What is the soundtrack like? An uplifting orchestral theme. One quiet violin, the world's smallest violin. 
y'all didn't see that, but my fingers moved close together. (laughs) Hit songs from one particular era, a total mishmash of hit songs, ambient noise, or ironic classical music. What would my hit songs be? Like, I don't even know the period I'm going with. I was thinking, like, 17 to 1800s. I mean, that's a pretty big gap, but... Why is, like, Enola Holmes... Okay, so I said Holmes instead of Holmes. I'm so sorry. Ooh, okay. I feel like I know that movie is said in the past, but a part of me is like, ooh, it's modern, but also it's not. It gives me big Pippi Longstocking energy. Like, you know Pippi Longstocking? Yeah, yeah. It, like, doesn't... When I watched it, I kept forgetting that this isn't... It wasn't based in, like, 2020. And I don't know if it's because, like, the Sherlock Holmes series is, like modern day but it was very odd but at this point this is like i know what my whole thing is so basically my ensemble cast of detectives and i'm putting quotes around that because i don't think they're actual detectives they commit the crimes and then go and solve the crimes for their own like enjoyment and they get like so much adrenaline out of this yeah that's like real life clue I'm gonna pick ambient noise because I just think like if we're in space, I could deal with some you know radiation sounds or some bleep boop boops. Um, I'm gonna go with honestly, I kind of love the one quiet violin. My favorite instrument. <laughs> Finally, how does the movie end? Uh, I haven't seen this word in years. Soliloquy from the protagonist. We're we're really getting the English notes out from sophomore year of high school really hey miss g how you doing girl narration everyone together hanging out a cliffhanger someone in mourning a trophy a trophy fades to black okay or last minute plot twist smash cut to the credits i'm not a fan of the plot twist or cliffhanger because i feel like cliffhanger that invites for like a sequel and I'm really not here for sequels unless, like, it's absolutely necessary. If you're planning on doing, like, you know, a trilogy or something, yes, a sequel is appropriate. But if you're just, like, writing one movie, don't be don't be expecting a sequel or anything like that. Mm-mm. Some things are good as a one and done. Mm-hmm. But I hate all of these options. I have the one I'm picking. I think I'm going to pick, like, Someone in Mourning. <gasps> Me too! Because it's depressing, and it's about loss, so... I'm picking it because if he's going to cheat on me with that iPad video game girl, I hope he loses his freaking charger, and he's mourning that she's gone forever. (laughs) So, who did you get? Uh, I think I predicted this accurately. The antagonist. (gasps) Unfortunately, the protagonist is that one coworker you cannot stand... Or your estranged sibling. You are naturally opposed to the protagonist, though this doesn't necessarily make you evil. In life, you share many traits with them, but this is not your story. So sit back, relax, and content yourself in watching the world burn. You're so interesting. I think I got, like, kind of a boring thing. And I will say, I've never known how to pronounce this term. So it's not the protagonist or antagonist. It's, like, the best friend to the protagonist, basically. It's, like... I, I don't even want to try to pronounce it. I it's don't like, know what this word is. It's it starts with a D. Just um, can you spell it? Yeah, D E U T E R A G O N I S T. 
do it's like do, Deuter- like do- deutero like deuteronomy yeah deuteragnus De- i don't i've never known how to pronounce it and i'm so embarrassed by it please don't judge me guys okay this is not your story <laughs> though some would say your story is far more compelling you are the right hand man to the protagonist their best friend their most trusted advisor their begrudging ally in life you are the mom friend or the most trusted driver filled with love and mysteries I was the mom friend in my friend group in high school, so. Katie's still the driver, even though we haven't met up in, <laughs> in literal, li- literally an eternity. Any time we would go anywhere, except for downtown, I'd be like, Katie, you're driving, because I don't know how to do this. I don't like driving downtown. It, like, freaks me out for some reason. So that thank made you me for feel driving. safe, but, like, being on the interstate makes me want to die. Ooh, interstate, that's, I... I don't know why that's like, you know, an adrenaline rush for me. And I don't like it. Gemini it, driving. Yes. Uh, which one are you going to get today? Who knows? Are you going to get the swerver or are you going to get Google Maps on deck? The world may never know. And neither will we because neither of us are like neither of it is. It's, it's not our story. It's not our story. Not, it's not. It's your story. And we invite you to tell it by um, sharing your thoughts with a review. Yeah, give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. And follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website, CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter, but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us, 